0: Good morning, good morning, good morning. It is, gosh, it's Thursday, the 17th. And welcome back to Channeling Amelyn. Today, I'm a little, I don't know how I feel getting started on this. Um, the podcast I started for accountability, and then I decided, oh, I might as well keep doing it. It's great to have this self-inquiry and I could help others do their own inner work, right? So model my process and hopefully it would inspire others to do their own and also to capture the practice of it, right? Because I don't want to just show the end result. Um, I really want to show the practice of doing your inner work. And I... S- I think yesterday or day before yesterday on the podcast, I said that I was going to do it every day. That is impossible. (laughs) Well, I would say impossible, but it's not practical for me. Uh, it takes quite a bit of time to integrate and process that which comes up in my self inquiry in the podcast. And I think that my ego was hurt on Monday. (laughs) it was kind of jarred listening to myself and going, man, that's what I've been doing. And um, yesterday I stayed busy (laughs) so that I didn't have to really focus on it. My meditation was like, you know, 10 minutes. I was like, all right, did my meditation. Now let's go on. Next thing I got to do. And I did a lot of like business setup stuff And, um, I don't think that I wanted to really dig into what came up for me on Monday, which was just this results focused, um, rush. Oh gosh, the lack of willingness, really what it was is I wasn't willing To do the work. But I wanted all the results. And I don't think I saw myself that way before. I mean I didn't know. I wasn't aware that's what I was doing. I was aware of the discomfort right. So doing the things. The work required that I didn't like to do. I was aware of that discomfort. And the avoidance of that discomfort. But when it was laid out so painfully. Obvious on Monday. I was like. But using my tools of unconditional love, faith and surrender, you know, that alignment stuff, I was like, today in my meditation, um, things got a little bit clearer and I wasn't beating myself up. I think yesterday I was saying I wasn't beating myself up, but I still was. Uh, and then today I really saw the, that pattern emerge too. It's like, ugh. So, the process of channeling Amalyn that I created was really to do my inner work to be able to align with my highest expression of self, right? Um, to continuously grow, improve along my path, um, and, and fulfill my purpose, um, which I decide, right? <laughs> so it's an up and down experience. It's not all bliss. That's definite. Um, it's not too bad because I keep coming back to it, right? It's not something where I'm like, oh, I'm never doing that. It's more like, oh, that's going to take some time. And then um, once I let go of it, then I can move on. And so today I'm really sitting in, doing the practice, just putting in the effort of being present, because that's what my practice is, to be present with people rather than to be trying to carry them into my future vision, but being present where they're at Focused on what their gifts are and then how do I help them? um, How do I create an environment that will allow them to flourish in their highest Um, good, right? (sighs) Boy, those grandiose visions are so much more pleasant than the chop wood carry water. Um, I get it. I intellectually get it. I think I'm struggling and processing it. And also what came up on um, Monday's podcast was... Or was it Tuesday's? Anyway, Tuesday's podcast was the... The compassion. I think that was the biggest one, is just having compassion for the process. And then patience. And... um the three things that came up on that last podcast were uh, to sit on the bench. I get that. That means I always want to be ahead, right? I want to be at the front of everything. And so sitting on the bench is intentionally observing, supporting. You know, it's like, what do you do when you're, you know, not at bat? What do you do when you're not, you know, on base? Is your, on the bench and you're supporting your team, you're still practicing, you're still, you know, conditioning, you're still training, but you're just not in the game. You're supporting others in the game. Oh, that's going to take some time to practice. Um, I haven't really done team sports. I've always done individual things and I can see how that could, uh, have been, and avoidance of the practice of being a team. And even in sales and and, and peak performance, it was always you wanted to be ahead of everybody, um, get to the front rather than, you know, be in the middle. Now, I did, I remember that when I was in the military and we had to do our training for running, I would always stay at the back and, and be supporting others, like running with them. You could do this, you could do that. But that was more because I hated to run <laughs> and I wanted to take it easy. So I went to help the people that needed the help more so for my own, um, relaxation, right? So I didn't have to work so hard than it was about them. I was using them as a tool to get what I wanted. Um, I'm, it still helped. I mean, I, I remember running with this one girl like every single free time we had. Um, for like two weeks and it did help her, but it was really about, you know, getting out of things. Like I would rather go run with her than do guard duty or go run with her rather than, you know, being, doing cleaning or something like that. And I would use, you know, oh, look, Amalyn's so supportive and, and helpful, but I just did it for myself. Um, and I was going through that yesterday too, of, you know, how often do I do things for others and they really are still for myself? And I didn't want to like go too far in that because I was that was me beating myself up, making myself wrong, basically, for the way that I had been. And um, I think it's more of seeing myself and not wanting to show up that way. Right. So I'm like, woo, that's not what I want to represent So now, how do I sit on the bench and represent that which is in alignment with my highest good, right? That that true service. And that's going to take time um, to unfold. So sit on the bench. The other one was blow my dandelion. So just do the work. Put in the effort. That's what it is. It's (sighs) intentional effort. And then just let it go where it's going. And um I got that um with the writing that I'm doing I've let myself off the hook and I'm just like just I'm going to write whatever is coming through and not worry about it too much and just keep putting that out there. Um so I got that with my writing. I have always had that with my podcast though. You know, my podcast has always been um it's just been for me. Not, I guess it was like a hobby, right? It was a way for me to do my practice and my practice of, um, personal development for self, like uh, my own growth. And, um, yeah. And so that's a practice. I get that. I don't, I don't really mind too much what comes out on the podcast. It does take effort to do it. Um, rather than just doing the work myself, but I think I get more out of it when I can verbalize. Uh, my thoughts, and then later I listen to them because it's almost like listening to another person too. Is when I listen to my podcast. I mean, I know it's me, but I listen to it as if I'm listening to um, anybody else. You know that you know. Maybe I follow their podcast. I listen to it and it's information. And then when I it hits me, I'm like, whoa. <laughs> you know, it's like information I really resonate with because <laughs> it's kind of my story and what I'm going through. So I got that, just keep doing, um, and working with my students, you know, my intentional effort is there to support. It's there to help them find themselves and find a way in this world that they're free from the systems and the institutions. They can find their path. So that's my work is just work with each individual, not daydream about these big, grandiose, um, I don't know what they were, um, What was motivating me to be impactful? I wanted to be hugely impactful, right? I wanted to make a difference to the world, not to the individual. I wanted to make a difference to, you know, millions. I think that was my intention, is how do I help the billions without helping the one? Which brings me back to the breath, and that breath is to take me out of those future visions and focus more on being present and doing the work today with an intention of service for the individual oh geez louise that's a lot more effort than i thought it would be at least in my mind so let me tell you about the process that i'm going to model right now or i'm going to do or how i do my inner work is i sit and have time with myself meditation start starts the process is sitting in the quiet. Really, really awesome when I was, you know, up in the retreat doing that. But once I got back in reality, I've kind of shaved it off, right? So instead of sitting for an hour or 10 hours, and then, you know, I'm only sitting for like 15 minutes. And it's like, it's more about just doing it to do it rather than remembering the alignment that I get when I just sit and have space. So I need to, I need to, those need to, must haves is how I speak sometimes when I'm trying to, the all or nothing, right? I'm trying to like, you need to do this. <laughs> so I'm going to pull back that and um, put my practice back in place. Uh, return to um, being a disciple or a follower of um, that practice. Okay, so discipline with sitting, got it. The practice of sitting, just back to sitting and holding space for whatever it is to receive receiving is really what meditation to me is about is clear my mind and then you know the receiving comes in the next thing is um, once I spend time with myself in meditation then I do self-inquiry that's what this podcast is is how I do self-inquiry I use um, visualization imagination creativity Um, I see things, so I like to just close my eyes, watch, and then I narrate for um, the podcast, and then I go and I listen to the podcast. So I sit, spend time with myself. Um, I use four, seven, eight breaths to bring me into the present moment. That's the breath work that allows me to get out of my head out of the future, um, and into the present moment. Cause of course, breath only exists in the now it doesn't exist in a (laughs) memory and it does definitely doesn't exist in a imaginary vision of the future, right? It's only now. So start with four, seven, eight breaths. And then I go into my visualizations of a tree. I am a tree. Um, my roots go deep into the earth, reminding me why I live this game of life, right? So, why do I wake up every morning? Um, when I lose my way, where do, what do I come back to? What, um, what am I invested in my life standing for? And that is constantly growing, expressing, expanding, just like every other thing in nature, it's just to live. All right. And then um, I have my tools that I use, which is unconditional love and visualization of that on my left-hand side, which is um, the representation of Teresa, my friend, that really helped me understand how to do unconditional love for self and others. And um, I use that as, again, bringing in my compassion. Um, when I was struggling yesterday, again, I escaped. I just went to working so that I didn't have to deal with it but this morning when I actually sat in it I held my hand over my heart just in reminding myself that all right I got you this is just a processing this is not um, you know a condemnation of my past just because I realized something that wasn't working in my highest good it was just like okay we can change, we're, we're flexible as a human being. I can grow, I can um, progress, but um, I had to use compassion and unconditional love for that. And, th- and that's what's gonna allow me to the patience as I go through these lessons. Um, the other things that I use is faith and surrender. Faith is what keeps me walking. I understand in this process of self-inquiry, in the process of sitting, in the process of service, that it's in my highest good. Okay. So I put my faith in how nature works. And I just see my life aligned with it. And that's what I believe is the the, the most beneficial for me. Okay. So I can lean into it. It keeps me walking. When I don't want to do stuff, um, it keeps me overcoming my stalls. Um, it keeps me doing the work. It keeps me um, believing. Right. That's what gives me hope. Uh, So that's my faith. And you can put your faith in anything. Everybody has their own, you know, I guess energy filling um, value or vision of of why and what's out there helping them. The other thing is surrender. Surrender is what allows me to focus on the path and keep walking and uh, remove anything that prevents me from doing so. All the distractions, all the dysfunctional um, patterns and, and belief systems, that's surrender. So wh- uh, I wasn't really surrendering yesterday. I was in resistance. And I think that's why it was so difficult for me to face it and why I avoided it is because um, I didn't surrender in the faith of once I felt Bad, right? Because we do have emotions that are negative as well. I don't like them personally. <laughs> Who does? But um, I think that I didn't have, or I didn't surrender into my knowing that once I just sit with it, then it will dissipate. I'm not going to feel bad forever. I'm just going to feel bad in um, in sitting with how my reality. Does not line up with my expectations and did not line up with the view that I thought I was. So sitting in that requires surrender into um, the faith that it will be in my highest good, if that makes sense. And I use a visualization of that of a council and they're like little aspects of my personality, I think um, that I'm seeing uh, basically each one represents a part of me and um, and Then in the middle of my eyebrows, I have the space of creation. That's where I like to watch So I do have I visualize right I I use my imagination and I see things and then those pictures I narrate and that's what gives me understanding. I have a white light that goes through my body that I see, and that is for alignment. Just you know, the the world experience that I have with the esoteric experience that I have, more of the you know cosmos and and universe and all of that. I just want to be in alignment, so that visualization helps me snap into the balance of nature, and and my expression, you're right, going through me with that um, balance. And then finally, I remove my ego, which I see as a candle, and I move it back through my body and over to the right. And those are my patterns um, that I've created up and belief systems, right, that I've created um, that show who I am at any moment in time is my ego. My ego is in resistance a lot, um, and that might be because my story of my ego is self-preserving still, and um, and resistance is control. All right, so let's just do this and go in and see what comes up today. I'm still working on this lesson, so I assume it will be in connection with that, but who knows? Like I say, I just let go of everything. I go in and whatever comes, comes. So I'm going to start now. Here we go. Our breath, four, seven, eight. One more. All right. I'm going to bring in my visualizations. Roots into the ground. Unconditional love. Faith and surrender. Got my alignment. All right. Move my ego. Okay. And I'm just going to ask what is in our highest good to know today again, um, blowing the dandelion and, um, whatever goes out. If, if this hits somebody else's, um, ears, that it is this, you know, synchronistic kind of what they needed at that time. Um, and if it doesn't hit their ears, it wasn't necessary for them. But, um, so I'm going to ask what's in our highest good to ensure that my intention covers anybody that happens across the message myself. And then again, synchronistically, um, anybody else. Here we go. All right. So what is in our highest good to know today? What is in our highest good to know today? I'm going to just watch. So I see a chair in a room and it's like in the center of a white room. And it's like just this wooden chair, um, with like two slats in the back. On, on the backrest. Again, this reminds me of a school chair. <laughs> oh, I felt immediately my resistance. Um, so I'm going to make sure to remove my ego. Um, just aware of this feeling of exhaustion. But not exhaustion And what is, it's an exhaustion of thinking about the future and all the work involved in learning this lesson. So I see uh like a busyness in front of me as I sit in this chair, but the busyness is all mental, okay? So it's like, um, it's almost like watching what happened yesterday. So I was creating chaos for myself. Nothing had changed except for my story around this lesson. And particularly around all the pain that I would experience as I'm trying to learn it. And those were obstacles and things like that, that I made up in my head. So I'm watching all these, like, I don't, and they almost look like, like if I had like a bunch of screens with YouTube videos that pops up and you can see the person, um, kind of doing a a blog, right? So they're talking in. So I'm seeing myself talking my stories and I'm seeing the emotion that telling all these stories is giving me and they're not pleasant. I'm, I'm obviously distraught. I'm exhausted. I'm taking a burden on of the world but it's not real. Okay. So right now it's just kind of clearing that space in front of me and being like, all right, so let's just get rid of this. Let's clear this light. Let me take a breath. All right. So clearing the noise that I've created over this, um, I guess it's an opportunity of learning, right? So it is about an awareness of something. Okay, I'm going to remove my ego again because I'm trying to get into sense-making to avoid the emotion that's still there. All right. So I guess the prevalent emotion um, or story that's coming up is how could this be? There is a condemnation of seeing something that I didn't like to see. Um, and it's, it's because I have a meaning behind it. It's like, um, I'm just feeling it as it penetrates me, this um, belief system or belief you know, narrative, which is good people don't do that. It does feel heavy. You know what? It, it makes me feel out of control because I can't do anything. Um, I don't know who says the good people, you know, don't do that, but it's, It's feeling out of control to align with that good people. Like immediately I want to say, I don't know what good people do. I mean, what, what makes good people good people, I guess. Or I feel as if... Since my intention is to be a good person, and I still did that... Then is it possible for me ever to be a good person? Wow, that's heavy. (sighs) Okay. And this is like, I'm just sitting in this judgment. And it's kind of like, um, the visuals that I'm getting is the judgment of this, of me, like taking it on, like taking that narrative and like holding it as a part of me. And it's painful. And it's like, um, I guess like a coat, right? So as a coat, when I put it on, all of a sudden I slouch under the weight I, um, my emotions, um, pull down. That's how I can feel it. It's just very heavy. Um, all right. So it's just showing me to like reach around and take off the coat and I can see it just fall to the floor. So taking off the coat or taking off the covering of this belief system that there are good people and bad people and good people do certain things and bad people do other things and by those actions is your label oh okay people are people and people do good things and bad things and those are based on the judgment of whoever's watching okay okay so intellectually i can get that the logic behind the emotions and why they came And, and how I can get rid of them, I get. That's, that's easy. So, are these emotions still here? Oh, so it's like I don't have only just that one jacket, right? That one coat that I took off. I have other, um, I guess they're narratives within this belief system that I take on sometimes. And I, and they, and they hold me down, they weigh me down. They bring this. I'm. I can't do anything. Um, oh. They lower my value. Oh. They lower the value I feel that I have because I'm. I'm like arbitrarily using a judgment of what a good person is and comparing my actions, not even myself, but my actions to that. And now I'm just feeling kind of silly, you know? Like, not, I think before I felt bad, you know? I felt sad. I could feel those emotions. They're much more lower than now I feel silly. Kind of like, oh goodness. Why was I doing that? Or what, what had me believe that? Because it now just seems silly. Okay, so that lightened it. That's, That's not as heavy as the, um, that was condemnation, right? That was that, uh, (laughs) I'm not good enough. Um, I don't have that value. Um, oh, here's another one. There's this belief coming up, um, in front of me. That's like, um, who am I fooling? Oh, this is like, um, I don't know how to explain this. It's like me feeling as if I'm pretending to be a good person, but nobody believes it. So why bother? Oh, wow. It's like, okay, so um, because there's a part of me that doesn't believe that you can do the actions that I saw me do... um, And be a good person. That I think that. If I. Attempt to change my actions. Then I'm just fooling people. Oh that's because I don't always have my actions in alignment with my essence. There's a. um, That goes back to my. um, I don't know explain this. This act as if. Kind of mentality that I had. That it was like even if I wasn't. I could pretend to be, and then they would believe, and then I would have the opportunity to at least be how I wanted to be, but in the game that I wanted to play. So there was this pretense that I, I use in order to play a game I want to play, um, but there's gatekeepers or people that only allow certain ways of being in order to play that game. Well, I would pretend to be that way of being so that I could get access To play the game I wanted to play. And so I'm transferring that way of being in the world. To this way of being inward. And it's almost like I'm saying well. I'm playing this game. For myself. As if I would play it for others. I'm I'm. Uh I don't know how to say it. I'm acting as if, but I truly am not right so um I'm taking this on in in multiple stories. It's like I feel I can't be a good person because if I'm doing things now, even though i I completely understand my intention is not to um i, I really what it is, it's division right. I'm not trying to, uh, divide myself or separate myself from others, but I am doing so in a way so that I feel better. I don't know how to explain this. It's like I can see all the different stories. Um, all right, let me take a breath and ask for help. Okay, so how can I explain this better? Okay, um so it's almost like I'm 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 a knight on a horse. This is the <laughs> this is the the storyline coming up, okay? So I'm a knight on a horse and knights have certain understandings uh the world has certain understandings about a person that is in the role of a knight. They know nothing about the innards of that person, but they just apply that narrative that expectation of the individual in the role right so i wanted to be a knight so i didn't really think about what the innards of a knight is right their their belief systems how they show up their intention their struggles their their um failures their um uh, all of those kind of stuff their discipline their training i didn't think about that What I did is I said, I see that night and I can do that. Only that which you can see, right? So it was, um, uh, I don't know how to say this, but it's the outside facade, not the essence of, of what drives that character, right? It's just like putting on the clothing. I get that. Yeah. So it's like in a play, right? Just because you put on the king's robe and the, um, and the crown and you sit in the seat and you say the lines does not make you king. Well, as I see myself as this knight, I thought if I could portray myself as a knight, then therefore I would have the, um, all the good things, right? The integrity, the discipline, the service, the things that people expect, the courage, right? The things that people, when they see at night, expect them to have, I thought I would have if I would portray myself so other believed that I was. But I never believed that I was because I did not have the substance focus I had the perception focus oh and that made me believe that the pretense was because I was a bad person trying to manipulate others oh because bad people these are my narratives right because bad people pretend to be what they're not only so that they may Get control the actions of others so that was my um, again uh, manipulation of others to get what I wanted which was access to play the game okay and I see that that's not correct right so I see that um, even though that's how I played the game that's how I thought the game was played right there's this um Oh, so they're actually showing me play. (laughs) They're actually showing me, showing me playing a board game and I'm good, but I'm, I'm playing by my own rules because winning is what's important. It's not how I actually won. Right? And it is just a game that's what I feel is like life is just a game. There aren't really any cost or benefits other than our experiences. So I allow myself to play the game's um shortcut. I guess it is it is a definitely a shortcut um because I don't have to put in the effort to get the essence. All I have to do is um make people believe in the facade. And then they'll allow me access with, in the, in the access, I know that I'm do I have other tools and other information they don't have. So once I get access, I can just manipulate it and boom, I'm a winner. But I didn't have to put all the work that they had to put in because I have an understanding of a different way. Um And, but that doesn't seem bad to me as I see it unfold. I just see it as, wow, that's um intuitive and that's, you know, I don't know if I had an employee that could get results, but they didn't have to go through all that, I would probably, uh, what do you call it? Um, I would probably praise them, right? Yay, you got these results. But again, with them, I'm not interested in, um, all the time in their inner processing. It's about the results. But with myself, the inner processing is very important because I go home to myself every day. Right, I'm like, how do I feel when I'm by myself? Um, before in the unawareness, I felt creative. I felt innovative. I felt, um, you know, uh, I don't know how to say it. Like, basically, I felt like a winner by doing it. Um, even though the results weren't all that perfect, I can see how, you know, um, just like the actor in the King's Clothes, right. They're not truly royalty clothes. They're kind of cheap and they're, you know, there's, there's, um, faults in them, but visually from far away, it looks the same. <laughs> I get that. Um, but in this is instance, I think what happened the other day, um, yep, going back to yesterday, I do see myself, uh, judging that as if, um, I didn't have the choice to change it. And I know that I have the choice to change it. And it's calling on me to put the essence into this. So not just trying to get to the front in in, in this uh, facade, but doing the work to ensure that I'm lined up in that essence, in the expression, in the service, in the, um, got it, discipline. I get it, I get it, I get it, okay. All right, what else? Okay, so I do see the time. So what I'm looking at now is like sunrise, moon, the the sun, the moon, and they're like going over the horizon, right? Like time passing, and it's like okay, give myself time. I'm gonna give myself time. That too is this future rush causes a lot of anxiety in me when I'm not um, willing to allow uh, the unfolding, right? So I just became aware. Um throughout time, I'll get another opportunity, another opportunity, another opportunity to see how it unfolds. And it's not like change tomorrow. It's like tweak, tweak it, tweak it. But um I'm not giving myself time. Okay. I'm expecting myself to be different tomorrow because bad people do that, you know? So I'm like running away from this narrative into the extreme of Tomorrow I have to be different rather than there aren't good and bad people, right? Those are just judgments by the outside people that, or by the individual, depending on the expectations. Boom. And then time humans are adaptable, but it takes time for us to change our programs. Okay. And I'm out. Oh, okay. My eyes open back up. I'm in my room. I'm kind of like, I got tears in my eyes, you know, not like crying, but they're kind of like moist. Um, And I get those from the, you know, the negative emotions that I was feeling based on the narratives that I was using on myself. Again, I I saw very clearly nothing's changed except for the stories in my head. But those stories in my head really bring light to um, how I... How I act, how I see, what I believe during my transition. Um, And that means I feel, believe, and act that way when it comes to other people's transitions. So that's interesting to think about is how I see myself, obviously, is how I project out onto others um, consciously or unconsciously, so by learning this for myself, I'll be able to interact with others, um, so much more efficiently as well, uh. okay, so, more compassion, time, allowing it to happen in the day, and remaining, again, those three things are my focus, sit on the bench, be supportive, Um, be a team member. It's not my time to be in front. And by holding back, I do see the benefit of it because it takes away from my um, pattern of needing to be there. And then how I stay there is by manipulating this um, outward appearance, right? Not just the physical, but like you know, what I say and how I do Like, how I think the other person wants me to be. Wow. Rather than being authentically in that essence of who I want to be. Yeah. So, um... <laughs> doing your inner work it's not always clean um at least i'm it's a little bit easier now because i have a process i have a a seeing i can receive um the awareness much easier um there wasn't as much resistance there is to the emotional the negative emotions not even negative i don't want to say that but they just don't feel very high they feel low emotions right so that um, self-condemnation, um, the judgment, all of those kind of things, they're heavy and I don't like to feel heavy. So what I did was I just got busy so that I could distract my mind and I didn't have to think about it, but it was still percolating underneath, right? It was still like bubbling. So, um, yeah, this is another, um, learning and I guess this is, about uh compassion and patience as it unfolds, that's what I'm taking away from it. Continue the work, but have compassion and patience. um be gentle with myself. oh, maybe I should um check into Brene Brown again. She's amazing when it comes to vulnerability and and um just reminding ourselves um, to be in this with yourself, right, so be a supportive, compassionate person. That's the space I'm in. All right, we'll see you the next time. I don't think it'll be tomorrow. I need a couple days to process this and then I'll come back. Um, But yeah, this is the work. I hope you're inspired to do your own verbally or you can write or you could just think it or however it works for you. Sit in the space, which is meditation, right? Clear your mind and just hold space. Um, and that I believe is about receiving because you're just, you know, not taking up the space with your own mental, um, entertainment. Blow the dandelion. Just do the work and don't worry about the results. Just focus on the practice of whatever it is. And then lastly is, um, To breathe, get in the breath, the present moment, be in the present moment, be in the present moment. That's all we got. And if I'm my mental, my mental focus is in the past. That's where I was beating up on myself of, of how I thought I was, you know, and I don't want to be that now and to the future. Well, if I'm not who I thought I was, then in the future, what is continuing to be who I don't think I am? What will that bring? and all I could see is pain so the work continues